0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: You know, before we I introduce David officially, I just wanted to um, talk a little bit about, you know, obviously what, what transpired with Buck. And, um, you know, just want to make clear that I kind of orchestrated all of this. I wanted to... Um, you no, know, I, I, I wanted to, you know, handle Buck in a way the way he wanted to be. He he, he wanted to go down, and um, and then obviously, you know, with David on, on Monday, and then and then you have the MLB playoffs coming up, and so the window of opportunity to do this was kind of short, and so um, you know that's how we did it. And you know, obviously, obviously appreciate all that Buck did for for the organization and for me. And so, so that's that. And so now I'm here to introduce, you know, David Stearns, the, you know, our uh, president of baseball operations. Um, I'm really excited by this. Uh, it's, um, you know, I've been really patient, um, looking for the right person as, as Dave and I got to know each other. I mean, you know, it's clear that we were aligned in our thinking, um, we get along very well. Um, it was so interesting when I was doing the due diligence on David, I've never seen, I do a lot of due diligence in my, my hedge fund, and I've never seen such universal um, you know, congratulations and saying, you, you've gotta hire this guy. I mean, that, that's pretty extraordinary. I, there was one instance when I was at an MLB meeting at, at, at the dinners that MLB is holding, I'm sitting at the bar and two people come up to me, and go, you got to hire this guy. OK, unsolicited. And so, you know, that I think that demonstrates how much respect David has in the industry. And um, and I'm just so excited to have him on board and, you know, to bring on the next chapter of the Mets. So um, so I'm going to give it to David now. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations.
2: Thank you everyone for coming today. Um, you know, it's it's felt like uh, over the last couple of weeks we've been inching towards this this day a little bit for me. So um, I'm certainly thrilled we're finally here um, and, and I finally get to, to be here and get going. Um, I, I want to start by thanking Steve and, and Alex. You know, throughout this um, throughout this process, uh, really from, from the time we started talking it became evident to me uh, that not only do they have a, a real clear desire to win here, um, but they, they really understand that our franchise can impact our community. Um, I think they understand that a sports franchise is not a normal business um, and, and that we have the ability to affect millions of people's of lives um, by how we operate. And so I'm thrilled to to partner with them. I also want to thank uh, Mark Adonacio and and the entire Brewers organization. I spent eight wonderful years in Milwaukee. Um, I had a lot of fun. Um, We had some success together um, and I made relationships that are gonna last my entire life. And uh, I'm very thankful um, and grateful for that. Um, I I want to thank my, my friends and family, my wife Whitney, um our kids, uh Nora and Austin. Um, it's it's meaningful for me. It's cool for me that um our kids get to grow up Mets fans now. <laughs> um, that, that we get to share that, um, that we get to live this journey together and they get to experience a little bit of, of what I experienced as a kid growing up um as well. Uh at, At the top, I do want to touch um, on our managerial situation um, and and the events of yesterday. Um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Buck, um, what he has accomplished globally throughout his career, and specifically what he's done in this town. I think as as many of you know, um, up through yesterday, uh, I was under contract with another team, um, and so I wasn't allowed to talk to Buck. Uh, I reached out to him this morning, um, and I'm hopeful that that we're going to be able to connect. Um, I'm very appreciative of of what he's meant to this organization, and I I think unquestionably the organization is in a better spot um, for him having been here. As as we move forward, um, I know there are going to be plenty of questions about my philosophies, what I'm aiming to bring here. how we're going to accomplish our goals, and and certainly I'll answer all those to, to the best of my ability today and, and going forward. Um, what, what I will say at the front end here is, operationally, you know, what, what we're going to try to do is build groups of really talented people at all levels of the organization. Um, people who care deeply about each other, people who care deeply about the Mets, um, and people who, who are energized coming to work every single day um, and working with each other. I'm certain that many of those people are here already. And over time, uh, I also think we'll have the opportunity to, to bring in other really talented people who, who want to join us. I also want to dispel any notion um, that there's any magic formula to this, uh, that, that there are shortcuts or there's a secret sauce. There isn't. Um, there, there aren't certainties in baseball, there are no guarantees of, of results, um, but but I think we can guarantee that we're going to work really hard. Uh, I think we can uh, guarantee that we're going to explore every single angle to make our team better, and I think we can guarantee an environment here um, for everyone associated with the Mets, our, our players, our staff, um, coaches, front office, uh, here and, and really around the world, um, an environment where they feel connected to the overarching mission of the organization and where they feel empowered um, to affect the direction of our organization. And it's been my experience and certainly my observation that when we do those things well, um, and when we focus on those types of things, that, that generally leads to success and results. Um, I know how much um, this team means to our fans and our community. Um, I I grew up listening to Gary Cohen and Bob Murphy and Ed Coleman every summer. I've ridden the roller coaster of disappointment and hope um, along with every other Mets fan. And I know I am here um, ultimately working for our fans. And I do not take that responsibility lightly. There are... um, there, there are far too many people who have impacted my career um, for me to thank all of them here right now. I've had um, the the privilege of working with and for some truly inspiring people. But what I do want to do right now is call out a few folks um, with some Mets ties who helped me at the, the earliest stages of, of my career. Um, Gary Perone and Howie Wolpoff, who are with the Brooklyn Cyclones, Um, and gave me my first opportunity in pro ball, um, allowed me to have a really fun summer in Brooklyn, Adam Fisher, Craig Marino, John Ricco, Omar, um, gave me my first chance here with the Mets as an intern and and taught me a lot about, uh, how this industry operates and, and how things work. Um, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I've thought a lot about my first go around with the Mets Um, I thought a lot about how much has changed, uh, the owner, um, our stadium, much of the front office and and certainly all the players. Um, but what, what hasn't changed is this organization's quest for truly sustainable competitiveness and ultimately our first world series championship since 1986. I'm here because I believe that's attainable. That is our goal. And I can assure you, we will do everything we can to make it a reality. I, I'm I'm thrilled to be here. Um, this is my home. It's it's nice to be back, and I'm happy to take all of your questions. Thank you. Thanks, Zach. Thank you, David. We'll start with Steve Gelves.
3: Hey, David! Uh, congratulations. You know, you you mentioned it in the statement. You certainly touched on a little bit here about growing up a Mets fan and and you know how special this particular job is. Um, can you just describe a little bit more in detail what this organization has meant to you over the course of your life and? You know, again, how yeah. how special the the opportunity is to be the one in charge of leading it moving forward. Now,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I think like I, I grew up in baseball, and I think we all have different hobbies or pastimes or things that teach us um, different lessons in life. And and for me, um, a lot of those lessons came through baseball, um, and, and frankly, came through the Mets. Um, and I spent a lot of time at Shea Stadium as a kid um, with family, with friends. Um, I snuck into the ballpark a few times. Um, uh, and so now I appreciate that they're letting me in here without a ticket. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it is um, it's humbling um, that I get to sit here right now, um, that I get to be a part of leading this organization forward. Um, and and I, I, I know what this means um, to our fan base. Um, and its It's special for me.
1: And
3: Steve, you know, you've spoken for years now about not just hiring any president of baseball operations, but the right guy. And I know that you said you heard from people all across the industry that you've got to hire this guy. Uh, What in particular did you hear from people as to why he was the right guy?
1: Well, I mean, a number of things. I mean, it's universal that the people who worked under David love working for him. Uh, you know, so he really was able to establish followership wherever he was. Um, you know, people described him as incredibly smart, thoughtful, um, open to ideas, new ideas, inclusive. And, um, you know, so it sort of aligns with my thinking and what I like, you know, what I, how I like to run an organization. So, you know, it seemed like a pretty good fit. Tony? This
3: question is for Steve. Um, I think there's been a perception around the game that David has would be a good fit here for a long time. I'm curious when his name kind of first crossed your radar. And likewise for David, when did you see this as maybe a, rea- a potential reality for you?
1: Well... You know, I came into baseball three years ago and, you know, through conversations, there were probably four or five executives of David's Ilk that, you know, people talked about. Um, Obviously, just because their names doesn't mean they're available, which meant I was going to stay patient. I was going to wait um, and make sure that, you know, we got the right person as the head of president of baseball ops and um and that's what i did and you know things have to align um people have to be available and um so this was the opportunity and and um you know so everything kind of came together
2: in terms of when did i
3: think just when did you see this as yeah something that could potentially happen for you um even if just
2: a pipe dream yeah i when I got off the phone with Steve after we agreed to a deal, um, you know, look, I, have I've been around this sport long enough. Um, and, and I've worked on deals long enough to know that until you have a deal, you don't have a deal and, and things can change. Um, so I tried, um, to stay pretty balanced, um, and, and not get ahead of myself. Um, you know, when Steve and I first had a chance to meet in mid August, um, you know, it, it, that's the first time where I really thought, "Wow, this this could be a fit, um, and and th- this could work." Um, and and so, really, from um, from that point forward, um, it, it, it was at the forefront of my mind. Bruce, David, welcome. Sustainable competitiveness. When does that begin? 2024, 2025 or beyond? Our, our goal is to begin that now. Um, we uh we are going to put together and do our best to put together a team in 2024 that is competitive um and we're going to do it in a way um, that does not detract from our competitiveness in the future years um that is that's a needle to thread um but but that's that's our goal and that should be our goal um we're in the biggest market in the country um we have plenty of resources uh, and, and so we're going to um, aim to, to put together a competitive club next year that our fans can be cons- excited about um, and and ensure that we're doing it in a manner and in a way that doesn't detract from those future years
1: John left yes. congratulations
2: that David Thanks, um, I'm tempted to ask you how to sneak into a ballpark because I've never been able to do it but tougher to tougher to do it now than in 1998 I would think uh, <laughs> but just since I have one question, I want to ask you about Pete Alonzo. Obviously he's a
1: homegrown star, one of the two biggest stars on this team, along with Lindor. Um, He's got a year to go before he's a free agent. Uh, How do you view the situation with Alonzo? And is the fact that he's homegrown or the fact that he is good in the clubhouse, does any of that weigh into it or is it all about how good a player he is?
2: Um, No, I I think, the entire package weighs into it. Um, so Pete is a great player. Um, he is also good in the clubhouse and he is also homegrown. Um, all of that matters. Um, I, I, I know over the summer there was, there was some trade speculation and, and look, I'll just say like, I, I expect Pete to be the opening day first baseman, um, next year. Um, Pete's an important member of this team. Um, uh, he's an important member of this organization, and, and I think we're really fortunate to have him. Mike Puma, S- Steve, over here on the right. How you doing? Um, you kind of hinted all along that Billy was going to stay as the GM. Was that built in to the deal with David, or did David have autonomy on that? And how is that different than picking the manager?
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's my goal to build up the management talent in this organization. I mean, baseball operations is pretty complicated. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts, and you know, I mean, building a strong management team is is paramount to me, and so I, I viewed it as you know, one and one equals you know three. Okay,
2: Tamili. Question for Steve in the years before and the years since you bought the team, there's been a lot of turnover at the head of baseball operations at manager. What, why do you believe and why, why should fans believe that David and the manager to come are going to be the duo that sort of puts an end to that pattern?
1: Well, you know, I mean, um, I mean, you know when I'll say it again. Well, you know when a, when a uh, head of baseball ops comes in, he's entitled to pick his person, and and the goal would be to align philosophies, and you would expect that. And so, um, you know, there's no guarantees, right? But I expect David to be here for a long time, and I would hope we'd pick a manager who uh, who who's aligned in that way also.
2: Bill Adson. Congratulations, David.
1: Um, I spoke to Omar Minaya this morning, and he said that uh, you worked at the scouting department with Sandy Johnson. And I'd like to know what did you learn from Sandy and Omar, and do you take some of that philosophy from them to the current Mets?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I've tried to take philosophies from every one of my stops in baseball. Um, one of the one of the things I've noticed throughout my stops is that every leader I've worked for. Um, did things a little bit differently. Um, And they all found success in different ways. And so different skill sets um, can get you there. And certainly the subjective evaluation component of our game um, is really important um, and remains important um, and and will continue to be important. Um, You know, our our goal here um, is to have the best in class is a phrase that I know Steve uh, uses regularly um, across our organization, um, both on the objective and, and subjective sides of the game. Um, I think we can do that. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to meeting our staff that's already here um, and then moving forward with them.
1: Joel Sherman on the left. Uh, Steve, for, for you, uh, I realize it's a long, winding road from three years ago to today. I'm wondering... From sort, the... of, sort of dog years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but from the moment that David announced last year that he wasn't going to stay running baseball operations with the Brewers, did you, at that point, stop looking for someone else thinking this was your man? And can you take us through that chronology? If not, have you talked to other people? Who were they, et cetera? Well, listen, I... I mean, Dave and I first met in August, right? So while he seemed like a reasonably good candidate, until you actually meet somebody and get to know them, it's impossible to know whether he's the guy. And so, um, you know, I mean, it's also a question of of uh, do, did we get do we get along? You know, do we share similar philosophies um, and all that was to be determined. Um, so. It was my goal eventually, you know, obviously at some point to fill this position. and But you never know if it was going to be David or somebody else until you actually get in a room with somebody and, uh, you know, have these conversations and flesh out, you know, philosophies. Had you talked to anyone else or investigated anyone else in the last year? Um, that's a good question. Um We, you know, I had no serious discussions with anybody. Abby on the right. Hi, David. Um, You stepped down last year from this same role. I just want to know why it was the right time for you to step down last year and why it's now the right time for you to step into this role and the right team for you with this role now.
2: Yeah. When I stepped down last year, um, it, it was really with the intentions that I laid out at that time um i was ready to take a step back um i was ready to spend uh more time with my family um and and i I needed some space to reflect on sort of where i was from a career perspective um uh what had gone well what hadn't gone well um and it's really tough to do all of that when you're in the moment and and the day-to-day and the intensity that these um that these jobs require Um, and at that point, I wasn't sure that I was going to jump back into this seat. Um, and it needed to be a pretty special opportunity. Um, it needed to be the right place, not only for me, but for my family. And and this is probably one of the few, if not the only, opportunity that, that would have allowed me to do that. It's in Britain on the left. For, for David, going off on an, er, er, an earlier question about turnover, you know
3: there are a lot of people in this organization hired by different front office regimes. How, how do you go about creating kind
2: of that philosophical alignment between yeah. all of them, the people you bring in, and, and how long does that process take? Yeah, I, I view the fact that there are people from multiple regimes here as a feature, not a bug. Um, like that, that's a good thing for us. Um, we've got different perspectives. Um, we've come from different training. Um, and as long as we respect that, about each other, um, and we understand that different segments of our organization um, are going to view the problems we face a little bit differently. Uh, that's a really good thing. So I'm excited about that, um, and I think that's going to make us better. And then given your contractual situation, how, how much were you able to familiarize yourself with this organization in the last uh, couple of weeks? Um, not a ton. Um, yeah, today today's day one. Uh, so I've I've i got plenty of work to do. Um, beginning right when we right when we get out of here. Dave on the right.
1: Steve, you've spent historic amounts of money to get the Mets to where you wanted them to get to. It it didn't work on that planet. During the deadline, you talked about maybe shifting that philosophy. How is that going to look going forward? The expenditure and the financial resources you're going to put into the payroll for next year. And how does David, coming from Milwaukee, who is not used to operating in that fashion, how is that going to work between the way he operated in Milwaukee and how you spend money? I mean, all that's TBD. Um, and we try to keep the conversations on a philosophical level rather than getting into the details. And uh, so all that needs to be figured out. One thing, you know, it's clear, at least especially this year, so you, get, you know, there's a, we're not the only team that spent a decent amount of money and maybe didn't work out the way we had hoped it would work out. And so um, it's really about finding the best ballplayers, putting together the best team we can. And, and, you know, cost is, you know, not necessarily the determinant of success or not. I mean, do you expect to be spending at the top end of baseball again, Steve, as far as that goes? You know, the answer is, you know, we're gonna be competitive, and, uh, but, you know, I'm not gonna get out in front of that decision. I've got a new person here who's gonna help me think about things, and, and I look forward to having those conversations. And along those same lines, David, how do you look at payroll and investing in a team as far as building, building a winner? As Steve said, many teams did that, and it didn't work out for them this year.
2: Yeah, so um, I, I, ha- having resources is an advantage, right? I don't, I don't want to confuse correlation with, correlation with causation. Um, where you spend, it's not the case that you spend money and therefore you're going to lose. Um, uh, but look, w- we have the resources to compete at the top end of free agency. Steve, Steve's proven that. Um, that's an advantage for us, and at the appropriate times, we're going we're going to use that advantage but it has to be at the appropriate times and it has to be for the right players. Um, and that uh, may surface this off season or it may not. Um, there are going to be off seasons where the top of the free agent market makes sense. Um, and there are going to be off seasons where, where it doesn't. And, and we're going to have to evaluate them uh, each offseason season and the construct of where we are as an organization, what our team looks like um, and, and go from there. But look, I'm excited that we have the resources we do. Um, uh, we're going to do everything we can to use them, um, to the best of our ability while recognizing that the goal here is sustainable success. Um, and, and as long as we can use our resources to help us do that, um, that's wonderful. Will on the left. Hey, David, when, um, when you took over in Milwaukee, you made a bunch of transactions that first offseason. Just from an evaluation standpoint, what could you learn or take away from that experience that you can apply to this one, considering the amount of roster decisions that are ahead of you? From, what can I learn from, from the Milwaukee experience? Just of time that first offseason. Yeah, so I think it's, it's helpful that I've gone through it once before. Um, and I understand um, you know, the, the volume of information that's going to be coming at me really quickly here um the number of people i have to meet and the baseball calendar doesn't wait for anyone um so before we know it the world series is going to be over and we're going to have to start making decisions so yeah i think the fact that i've gone through it once before helps me here um and i probably have a little bit better understanding of of what the path for me needs to be over the next four weeks to get up to speed what will you be uh, prioritizing in a manager in a manager look I, i view um the managerial position is, a, is one of true partnership. Um, someone who is working side by side um, with me and the rest of our, our baseball ops group. Um, and you know, the, the manager has so many responsibilities these days. It is a big job. Um, but first and foremost is the ability to manage people, manage personalities, um, and, and create and facilitate an organizational culture um, where people enjoy coming to work and, and work hard. Um, and so I, that, that's at the top of my list. We'll do a few more questions over here on the right.
1: Mike, David, uh, congratulations and welcome. Um, in Milwaukee, you built a reputation. You were able to build a, a very strong pitching staff, partly by finding some pitching in maybe places that other teams weren't looking. Um, do you view pitching as the, the first priority here? And how are you able to do, can you do it similarly here?
2: The, the way you did it in Milwaukee? Um, so, from a prioritization standpoint, I don't know. Um, I need to get under the hood a little bit, um, talk with our group, understand um, internally here uh, you know, what we think we do well and 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 where we think there are areas for improvement. I'm looking forward to doing that. And um, you know, can can you do what the Brewers have done here in New York? Um, look, I, I think we can um, develop good starting pitching here absolutely but it's going to look different than than the way milwaukee has done it it has to um no two organizations are the same the personnel in, in two organizations aren't the same um you know, the, the brewers uh have done it in a certain way and it, it doesn't mean that we're necessarily going to follow that exact blueprint we, we have to create our own blueprint here um and i think we will two more one from disha on the left
0: Hi, David. Uh, What is your relationship with Billy and sort of what went into that decision to keep him on leading this front office with you?
2: Yeah, so Billy and I have have had, I think, a a really nice relationship um, going back years as as competitors. Um, uh, You know, talking to each other, whether it's about transactions or just about industry um, events. Um, I have a lot of respect for the experience he has in this game, the experience he has in New York. um, And I'm looking forward to working with him. And lastly, Mark on the left. Hey David, congrats. Um, just following up on the manager, is there someone that you have in mind or kind of how wide will you cast that net? Uh, n- no, there's there's no one I have in mind. Um, we are going to cast a wide net. We're going to have a real process. Um, we're going to, um, at some point, interview candidates of, of varying backgrounds, um, and, and I imagine we'll interview candidates who – Um, have both been major league managers before and and those who have not. Um, So the the point here is is finding the right person who um, we believe can grow with the organization um, and hopefully be here for a long time.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.